Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? We've got another episode of Conversations with Carol. I'm your host, Nolan Carroll, and i got a special guest with me this time, my brother, Nico Carroll. Finally, I get him on an episode so we can start talking about some very important things about Jacksonville Athletic Academy and what we're doing. I think the more people are involved, the more stories, the more point of views that you hear with what is being built, it kind of pertains to what might be going on in your life. Everybody's starting a business. Everybody is doing something where it's a first. And I feel like any time when you take on a new endeavor, when you start a new adventure or have a new goal or vision in life, it gets tested repeatedly. And what we went through last year, Nico, you know it, we got tested. There was not yeah. one day where it didn't feel like, oh, we can relax. Every single day it felt like it was a, it was a test. And I want people to understand and know, because everybody thinks it is me that is running this entire program. That is not even true. I didn't even come up with this thought of what you've amassed, this empire. So I want you to tell people First of all, who you are, and then talk about how this whole thing came to mind. Talk about how you explained it to me in the car. You don't have to go into details, but you explain how you explained it to me to where I was able to get it to then get to where we are today. Right. Well, thanks for having me on. I know it's been a short time coming, but, uh, you know, I'm here. And, um, you know, just to say about myself, I played basketball. You know, that was my passion. I mean, you went football route. Being little brother, I tried that too, but my love and passion was in basketball. But you got, you played football. I played, and yeah, I was, I was alright. There was you go. Right. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> but football wasn't my first, wasn't the first thing on my mind. I wanted to be a basketball player the most, so I went to school, went to FAU, got my degree, tried to play there, played on the practice team, you know, tried to balance playing professionally and here and there. But it just got to a point where basketball wasn't really filling that void for me anymore because I knew life was more important as far as the bigger picture, like having a family, you know, making a career for yourself that's not just going to be a dead end because sports comes to it, and you and I both know that, everybody knows You that. were more mature than I was at that age. It had to be. If you ain't in the league, you had to be. <laughs> so outside of that, I mean, I started, you know, wanting to find myself to be a part of this game in some kind of way, shape, and form, which is... You know, and just not too many, not too long ago, about what, a year now, almost two. I came to you with the with the academy. It I was the last year. Last year, then. last yeah. Year, fresh out, fresh out of COVID. You know, I was thinking to myself, man, a lot of kids, they don't have that opportunity. Like, you know, we would have had to go to camps to go to showcases because you had a whole year where everything was shut down. Everything was shut down. You couldn't go to, you couldn't talk to coaches because yeah. coaches didn't have a season. Yep. They had all these kids that they are owed scholarships. Yeah. They're saying, I already did my admin administration work. I already got everything I need. I can't come in. Yeah. And now they got a whole bunch of kids that don't have that opportunity now. They weren't able to go and recruit because they knew they didn't have any more scholarships left. You bring a kid from Florida to California, you're not going to get that money that you think because, quite frankly, it's a lot of money to go to college. You and I both know that. It's about $30,000 the first semester. Ooh. All I know is that my total scholarship in Maryland was like $430,000. See? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so with that being said, 
nobody was really able to go the places they thought they could because that opportunity didn't present itself. So that's when I thought, you know, being a basketball guy, why not just, you know, try college basketball first? And I came to you saying, you know, you ever played NCAA basketball or NCAA football? You're like, yeah. So you know it's like to, you know, build your roster. You know, you get to go out, recruit. You build a team, go for a national championship. You're like, yeah. I said, that's exactly what I want to do. And you were like, time out. So you trying to tell me. I was like, yes, you can play. It's just like playing the video game. The only difference is you have an objective to help these kids. Like, that's the simplest way to, like, get your mind to wrap around it. As simple as how you play Madden, 2K, Association Mode, whatever. You're building something. But now you're dealing with people that you can truly help them and give them that platform to get to where they need to go. Think about it. For the guys that, you know, helped you get to where you needed to be, Coach Riddle, you told me, took you to showcase after showcase. He was building that platform oh, for he you. He took me every summer, man. Everywhere. Every summer. Right. But you're right about that. When you... This is where it became fun, is when you said this is basically like a video game. Mm -hmm. And every guy has done it. You've done it on NBA 2K through the draft. You're like, oh, I'm going to build my team. Right. Madden, oh, I'm going to build my team. <laughs> NCAA, when you had the recruiting like little uh, section, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get this five-star guy. And when you explained it, I'm like, all right, bet. But at the same time, too, I started thinking, all this football experience that I got, I can actually use it now. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, when was it? When it started re making like real sense. It's probably when we had the first visit with the kids coming in mm -hmm. and how it was natural to just teach. And mind you, I, when you told me about this, I, I think I might've watched since I retired, probably four NFL games That's since, crazy. from 2018 to 2020. Mm -hmm. It was just wasn't something I was used to watching because when I watched it, I only watch, I would break down film. Like I couldn't enjoy the game whatsoever. Right. Cause everybody's looking at the ball. I'm looking at all 22 guys on the field. And right when the ball snapped, I'm like, okay, he messed up, he messed he messed up. The ball's probably going over here. Sure enough, I'm like, damn. But I don't know what's going on with the rest of the field. So then going back to this and being able to teach it, I was able to get back into the flow of football again. I started watching a little bit more, started getting a little bit more involved. And then it got to the point where start bringing coaches in that were the right coaches. We started having mm -hmm. Coach Harris, Coach Kelly, Coach Carter, Coach Charles. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, like this is really, like you were saying, yeah. NCAA. So it, it definitely started making sense with what it was and started having a lot of fun. I mean, when you think about it, outside of the, you know, because that's, a again, a real simple way to put it. We've gone through a lot of trials, man. From start to now, it's always something that's consistently growing and building. And when you think about it, it's... When you try to explain it to somebody, you explain it like, you know, playing the association mode or playing, you know, the build mode. It's simple, but it's very complex. And it takes, you know, honest people to do these kind of things because yeah. as we've seen programs that really aren't worth their way to solve. Scam programs. 100 yeah. percent that are telling these kids, you know, you can come to us and play. OK, you may play a game or two and they'll cancel the season or, yeah, you can come and play. But as a student athlete, you're not really a student. You know, like, you're the nobody, you're just there. Bishop Sycamore. Basically. Yeah. Uh -huh. And again, when it comes down to it, when you're doing things the right way, going through the proper steps, and you create legitimate opportunity for people, everything else blossoms up. Success will follow you. That's it. You're doing it from the genuine, you know, nature of who you are as a human being to bring the next person up. Like, when I explained it to you, too, I said football would be stupid easy for you. Oh, yeah. You when said, you said why? That, I, like... I said, bro, do you not understand? You are from the city. 
You were born and raised here, made by the very people that still here coaching this younger generation. Not only that, you've been through the whole process. You may not have gone JUCO, but you went D1. You know what that process is from there to there. Yeah. Not only that, you then went to the NFL. You know what that process is from there to there. Yeah. Then on top of that, you've gone to different teams. You know what different cultures are like in different places. And you've been there for eight damn years. Like, that's a long-ass time. That's for an NFL player? You don't think of it like that. Nah, not at all. And that's why I say it's going to be stupid easy. All you have to do is apply the knowledge that you have now, and it will be fine. Mm -hmm. You got, like you just mentioned, you got a great coaching staff now. I mean, Graham, we went through the trial and, trial and error part. Boy. But the right guys saw the vision that you had. Mm -hmm. And they don't just gravitate because it's me or you. They gravitate because they see the vision, too, to mm -hmm. help these kids. And that's what they're here to do. Nobody's getting rich from this. Now, I'm glad that you said that because there's a part in there where we have people that just continually doubt it. But I don't want to get into too much of the detail of that piece because we'll leave that for another time during the season. But that's all, yeah. That, yeah, that, uh, boy. <laughs> but um, just talk about the doubt part because I think there's certain qualities, like I was saying before, with what we're doing with the same thing with somebody running a business. When you have all these people that talk about their support and all this stuff, but then when push comes to shove, action time, a lot of people disappear and they're quiet. And just kind of talk about going through that because you were, people know, they know you, but they don't know that you are on the top, basically pulling all the strings, looking at it all. So when you're doing this and when you just said it, trying to describe how it benefits other people, they don't get it. So then they're just like, oh, I'm not going to really support. Mm -hmm. So just talk about how you had to work through that mentally because it's not a physical thing to get people to physically show up to a game mm -hmm. support it's more the mental aspect of what you got to tell yourself to keep going instead of quitting because you only have you don't have the expected people that you thought that were going to support you mm -hmm. so just kind of walk through that for people that are trying to go through the same thing right now or in that same process right well honestly thinking about it is God put this vision in me to do. I mean, the only people that I knew I would not be able to do this without is you and also mom being there and supporting throughout the way. And honestly, that's all I needed. If as long as I got my family support, that's it. As long as the people that you know are close to you and gonna help you, mm -hmm. that, those are the only people that need to say yes. That's true. Outside of that, if you got the vision and God put that passion in you, the rest is easy. We went through, we went through countless trials and tribulations with all these, all these from the player, personnel, holding on. I want to say it, I want to. You got to, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool, it, no more airway, but it's necessary <laughs> for the storyline because it was necessary for growth. Yeah, anytime there's any kind of issues, like anytime there's a fire somewhere, the ground is now nourished because the nitrogen, like all the stuff has what, nitrogen in it. I don't know, you're getting scientific. I'm just letting you know, yeah. that's how it works. Okay. Everything else grows from there. Then you got big, you got a forest now. True. We went through the fire. We went through that already. That was year one. And thank God it was year one. Because if it was successful and now we got to deal with all that stuff we had to deal yeah, with, yeah. it'd be, be like hard. a kick to the nuts. It'd be hard. You know what I mean? It'd be hard. So when, it come, when you ask me that question, it's like, all I needed was the care, love, and support of the people that I know would have my back no matter what. Mm -hmm. After that, the vision is what it is. You know you can pick and choose now after you go through those trials, but you got the foundation laid. No matter what avenue of business you go into, it doesn't matter if you know about it or not. It doesn't matter if you're naive to the to how the business works. You learn. You have a passion. You have a vision. You know what direction you want to go. 
And once you got that vision and you're like, okay, cool. How many conversations have we had where I'm like, yo, I'm thinking like 15 years in the, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. we're talking about legitimate monopoly gameplay and stuff that <laughs> we and I have talked about. And I, t- and I tell you every single time, like, I understand football is the main thing, but, but like, you got this yeah. avenue, you got this avenue, too. and you could do this, you could do this. And it's not even to be like, okay, well, we're just trying to be greedy and be selfish. Like, nah, like, all those different avenues help somebody in that mm-hmm. field we're going down. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if that's getting the accreditation for a school. Okay, now we got teachers. The teachers got jobs. The teachers can then help these kids. Yeah. These kids get attention that they need. They go on to the next level. Yeah. Not only that, you talk about having a building. Okay, now we have a facility. Everybody can come to. It feels safe. They feel like they have a place. You talk about just being a part of the community. Everybody around them now have a piece of the pie, and they feel like they're going to see this thing prosper because they're invested. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if that means buy money. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if that means like blood, sweat, and tears. They're there. Yeah. And that's what we want. We yeah. want that family atmosphere because that's yeah. what you and I know. That's true. We rock with family. We rock with people that we call our family. Yeah. And if that's if we trust you like that, you in. You locked in. That's, that's how we true. always been. That's true. You we know? always been so, like that. When it comes down to it, people start seeing the vision as long as we stay consistent and don't give up. That's the next thing. How do you stay consistent? Being honest. Anytime you provide opportunity, there's that one person that wants it. You give five opportunities, five people want it. You got 10 opportunities, 10 people want it. That's all we could do. That's true. We're not selling anything that people don't already believe in themselves. Come on, fulfill your dreams. I, all I can say is you got a chance. Mm-hmm. That's it. You got a chance. You can take it or not. If you don't want to take it, that's cool. Just know that you got to find somewhere else to go. But outside of that, we give as many opportunities that people want to take. Mm-hmm. We do that with our coaching staff. Do that with people that we've, you know, done business with, not just the academy, but elsewhere too. We give opportunities to people. It's either they take it and succeed with it or take it and leave it. It is what it is. What I've been seeing though, it kind of happened because we just had the showcase that just went on. Right. And there was a couple of conversations that we had with the coaches, with a couple of the people on the side. And what happened was the subject more or less is about entitlement. Like we had some kids that were supposed to come, they didn't come, but don't have any offers to go anywhere else. There's some coaches that feel like, well, you're supposed to pay me so I can bring the kids out here. And then there's some people that just feel like, oh, y'all supposed to offer me a full ride just because I don't have an offer anywhere else and I think I'm good, but we haven't seen it. So talk to me about the entitlement syndrome. Cause it, it's starting to creep into my generation. I hate saying this because I sound old, but it's more so your generation than it's mine and it's Nolan's generation, but just talk about it. Cause that's what I'm seeing from last year to this year is all about, I deserve because I feel like I deserve. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about fighting that entitlement syndrome and reminding people why you shouldn't feel entitled to anything? Well, unfortunately, when it's something that's just been widespread and ingrained and just accepted, by not just people that look like us, but just everywhere, it's hard to combat it. You kind of got to maneuver around it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where you can't, it's hard to tell someone that's always been told, oh, you deserve this, or you, you should be getting the benefit of that just because you're here. And like those participation trophy kids, like <laughs> that's what it is. Like participation trophy kids, like bro, we, that's not life. No, it, it Someone's been like lying that. to you, your parents, your grandparents, your coaches, 
they've been coddling you and protecting you, and they don't need to. Yeah. Like that's that they're doing a disservice to you. So when you get around people like us mm -hmm. that hold other people accountable, like, yo, if I ask you a favor and you decide not to do it, but you tell me you're gonna do it and you don't do it, like I'm not entitled to give you anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you show up or not, or it doesn't matter if I say if we have a contract right now, you say, hey, I'm asking you to, you know, move some things around for me and I show up, I just stand there and I leave. If I ain't touch one thing, or I didn't move anything, you're not gonna say, hey, I'm gonna pay you. You're yeah. gonna be like, you didn't do your job. Yeah. That's what's happening to this generation. Nobody's keeping them accountable. They go to work, they don't care about the job. They make you see them at McDonald's all the time, the kids, they'll be sitting in the back. Ice cream machine broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they just be sitting there, ice cream machine broke, we can't help you. It's like, Doug, you know, why don't you get into a field that you can then work to fix that ice cream machine and then get your own check? But again, no, everybody just wants to cash that check, go have a, a party lifestyle, lavish lifestyle, be like Drake. Ain't happening, bro. Like, <laughs> trust me, you like we, we talked about this the other day, too. We said, like, look, people that are from places that, I wouldn't even say like Jacksonville, but small town places or wherever you want to say, they want to emulate wherever there is. It could be Dubai. It could be Miami if you're not from there. It could be New York if you're not from there. And then you try to bring it to your town and try to emulate that. Like, you're not entitled to be like that. Like, just be comfortable in your own skin. Like, you're, you're not entitled to be the celebrity. Yeah. If that's how you feel in your mind, cool. But you got to do things accordingly. You, just because you meet me in the street, you're like, hey, you know, I'm this, this top line dude. Give me twenty dollars. I'm gonna look at you crazy. I'm like, what you talking about? I ain't giving nothing. What do you I'm about yeah, to fight you? Like, exactly. Like what happened today? You have to work. Yeah. You gotta show your value. You gotta show your worth. That's just the rule of life, rule of business. You have to show your worth. So this entitlement culture that we're seeing with these kids, these trophy babies, these participation trophy babies, mm -hmm. they're not gonna understand that because they've always been protected and coddled in some kind of way, shape, or form. The way that you raise little Nolan is, you work. Mm -hmm. You want to get something, you work for. You perform well, you get something, you get good. You don't perform, working, boy. you don't get, don't get nothing. 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 And again, not a lot of people were brought up like that. You saw that from the kids we had last year. We had a lot of kids that were, you know, never challenged or held accountable in some kind of way, shape, or form. And when you get to this level, you got to perform. Yeah, Nobody's going to hold your hand. Day, that's the thing they don't get. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they... They see the top, like they only see the pictures on Instagram, yep. the, the game day pictures, uh, some of the training workouts, the fancy footwork, whatever, but they don't really know. Mm -hmm. So they only see most of the end product. And when it comes time to really put that work in, from what I just saw from the kids, it's the accountability factor, like you said. Mm -hmm. It's not the fact that they get pushed. They can get pushed, but it's that account accountability that you're talking about. What if you push them with no accountability at the end. Like if you try and push them and they don't really, it gets to a point where they quit, but there's yeah. no accountability to why they quit. Mm -hmm. There's no repercussions to it. And I think that's the problem is so many people don't take accountability because there's no consequence at the end of it. And I, I think that's what's been, I think not just us, all coaches, and I think not just coaches, people. People, when we're doing this, people in business, it's just that part that you keep talking about. and. You said it's just consistency. We got to be consistent with showing, not only to everybody else, but to us, because mm -hmm. people don't believe what you're doing until they see you believe it. And then right. when other people believe it, that's when they start believing it. That's just what it is. But uh, as far as just looking at this overall process, from what you explained to me last January to now, how far do you think we've come in just like this first year going into the second year? 
Mm. What would you rate it on a scale of one to ten of how, how much ground we've covered? Boy, you saw the jerseys we had. <laughs> like, Lord. Night and day. Night and day. Compared to what's, just from the jersey standpoint, and that's a big factor. Yeah. We've come leaps and bounds. From a personnel spa- factor, we started with a group of two or three, mm-hmm. now you're to a group of like eight or nine. That's, and then 10 if you include admin. Yep. On top of that, we got a partnership with a college. All our kids can enroll in school and we can monitor their grades mm-hmm. and GPAs to make sure they're on track. Mm-hmm. Some we didn't have last year. We had a whole facility, some that we didn't fully have last year. Mm-hmm. We had a whole practice field that's all ours, some we didn't have last year. Mm-hmm. And we got a stadium to play in, mm-hmm. some we didn't even have at that point mm-hmm. last year. It's been a slow crawl, but we know what to do now because we, like I said, we went through the fire already. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for us to grow. Now it's maybe slow. It may not be like to the point where, okay, you guys got a $10 million facility. Pray to God it happens one day. But I know that's not until maybe, shoot, I'm going to give myself two years down the road, three years down the road, mm-hmm. you know, after this point. Yeah. And it's like when you start moving in that way, that slow and understand that it's a process, everything else is going to be easy. Yeah. And that's really, that's why, you know, looking at from where we were in January to now, we didn't even get our uniforms yet. And we could touch them things now. Yeah. We didn't even have our uniforms yet. You, you know, know, a lot like, of things last year. Shout out to Ming, by the way. Yeah. We we got our uniforms, though. Like, yo, them things is cold, man. That's cold. another thing. Because I'm looking at it now. Just the, I don't know if this is another conversation or not. We'd probably get into it. Do you think, how long are we now? Ooh, that's not bad. Explain the branding purpose of the. Don't no. As a matter of fact, we ain't getting into that. We're not giving. <laughs> ain't no out. secrets. Ain't, ain't giving no secrets. secrets. Anyway, I appreciate you coming on, Nico. We need to do this again so we can keep. We got more shit. We got to talk. I feel like there's more things we got to talk about as we keep going on. Obviously, this is a basis we're trying to get people caught up to speed with mm-hmm. what's going on. We have more that's going to be coming out later on as the season starts. But I thought it was imperative. For people to not only hear me, but to hear the other people behind the scenes that are mm-hmm. making this thing run. Because as you can tell, this ain't a one-man show. This takes a whole team to run a team. And then mm-hmm. to run a team takes a community. And we need to understand that when it comes to not only sports, but life, business, raising kids, all those things. It takes a team to do what we're trying to do. So we'll definitely get into deeper topics next time. But I thought it was important for you to come on, share your little advice. And then we get to it again. This is part one. Probably got like five or six more parts coming, but this is fun. Got another family member on here. Nico Carroll, the man, the myth, the legend. My brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.